0: My name is Joseph Wooten. I'm the keyboard player for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted Steve Miller Band. And I'm also one of the Wooten brothers from Nashville, Tennessee. And today we talked about social justice. We talked about giving context to young people. We talked about using music as a tool of change. We talked about uh, homeless veterans, veterans in general. We talked about the fact that everybody matters. We talked about uh, homeless people Feeling Invisible and How to Remedy. it. Stay tuned. It's going to be good.
1: Welcome back. This is part two of our series of delicious episodes with my guest, Joseph Wooten. He is a three-time gla- Grammy Award-nominated artist, songwriter, keyboardist, vocalist, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, keyboardist, vocalist with the Steve Miller Band. He's a producer. He's a speaker. He fronts his own band, that's titled Joseph Wooten and the Hands of Soul. That's a great name. Uh, On top of that, he's also the author of It All Matters, um, from which there is a TEDx talk that was delivered in Memphis, Tennessee, and it's called Why It All Matters. So let's get back into it with Joseph Wooten. We were talking in part one about, um, really about how the inequity has gone um, through how the racial tensions have been. And, you know, we also was talking about music and, and we started out there. And I want to bring it back to that because, you know, we've always said, uh, I talked about this with your brother, that music is this universal language. It's a way for people who don't like each other to suddenly find themselves on the dance floor next to each other, which is awesome. Um, and I... I was born in England and I was born in Northern England in a, in a, in a, in a ghetto area. And I was, uh, part of a minority. I was a Jewish kid in a, in a um, in a very secular environment. I went to a very mixed school. My mates were Jamoaks, which was Jamaicans. It was nothing, um, derogatory about any of the terms. I, you know, I, I was the, mm-hmm. the tight Jew I wasn't tight, but it was, you know, and it was never an insult, right? It was never an insult, you know, it, you know, people had those names and we didn't, nobody cared about it. But as a result, I went in my Jamaican friends' houses and ate Jamaican curry and I hung up with my, my Sikh friends and I ate Indian curry and, and I spent time with my Chinese friends and you know, all these different people. And there was an area of Manchester that was called Moss Side. And you were mm-hmm. not to go to Moss Side if you were white. Wasn't a place to go. Um, and I lived. I moved to a place called Hume, which was this real horrible ghetto in Northern England, that was built to replace the row housing. And really, what it was was it was uh, it was it was an inner ghetto. It was really urban, but it was full of poor white people, and it was it was it was um, multi-story hillbillies. Is what I always refer to as English hillbillies. It was violent, it was criminal, it was awful, and it was very poor. But next, the next town was Marseille. And I had a lot of black mates. So I went to Side and I hung around in Side. And I didn't, at that time, I didn't do any drugs. I didn't hang out and smoke pot or any of those things. Everybody else did. That was fine. And I didn't have any judgment on it. <laughs> but I got into reggae. Right, I was in always into soul, as I talked about with your brother. I was totally into soul, love soul music. Right. Grew up right. on Motown and Stax records, but then I found reggae. I I, I found uh, all of that amazing music, and then I was old enough that I got involved in 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 ska and loved ska music, which was this uh-huh. wonderful uh-huh. white blend of reggae and yeah. all that music was so. But it was interesting to me that even the music was segmented for so long and being as old as i am i watched in the 70s it was the late 60s when it started but in the 70s when i was in my teens i watched the desegregation of music the music (laughs) desegregated it wasn't black music anymore because Scar created a bridge and so white and black were like i don't know right and you know so and, it, and one of the things I loved about growing up in Britain was the music because um, you could have Bye Bye Miss American Bye as number one on the on the English charts. Right. You could have a uh, British Max Bygrave singing all time sort of tunes and you could have uh, the Sex Pistols and you could have, uh, you know, you, you could have Curtis Mayfield, you could have them yeah. all on the same chart. And it right. was this wonderful sort of tearing down of the musical, uh, the musical barriers. In that, I saw that desegmentation of music, uh, uh, desegregation of music, bringing us together. And one of the things you and I talked about in our previous conversation, which is why we're having this conversation, was mm-hmm. this rhythm of respect, right. that somehow rhythm pulled away the barriers. Talk to me about what you see as the rhythm of respect.
0: The rhythm of respect, well, in music, like I try to teach uh, people how to come together using music as uh, as a teaching tool because generally everybody likes music, right? Mm-hmm. So- And if they music- tumult, there's
1: something wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No
0: everybody- judgment, of course. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has some music that they love. Yeah. but. Um, I'll tell them that if I, if I did the, the analogy I normally use, I'll be talking to a, a room of students and I'll drop a chair and then I'll cough. <laughs> you know, I said those generally are two things that don't have anything to do with each other. Mm-hmm. But if I put those two things on the beat, drop, cough, drop, cough, drop, cough, drop, cough, drop, drop, cough, drop, cough. Cough, 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 drop, drop, cough. Now these two things that weren't related to each other in a while ago are in a relationship that's beneficial for the both of them and beneficial for other people that experience these two things that used to be unrelated. Mm-hmm. So in music, in music, rhythm takes things that are not alike and puts them in a relationship that's better than either thing by itself. Self, and one of the, my feeling is one of the reasons we like music is because it takes all of these different things, you know, normally a snare drum doesn't have anything to do with the violin, which doesn't have anything to do with the voice. But if you're playing, you know, uh, 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 something happened along the way, right? Suddenly all of this stuff, uh, relates to each other. Mm -hmm. And what I know is that off of the instrument between people where you can't use rhythm to make them relate in the same way, people that don't think alike, people from different religions, people that voted for different people can have a conversation and a relationship if they respect each other Mm -hmm. between people respect between two people does what rhythm does with unlike things in music so when i it's one of the reasons i like to to attempt to have the conversations about the subjects that other people like to stay away from mm-hmm. like if you you if you voted for trump and i didn't i want to have that conversation yes. not to not to try to make you think like me no but for us to find a way to go forward that's what music is. Music is a way for all of these different things to have a plan to go forward that's beneficial to all of them. I mean, when I when you play music, like that's what you have to work with. The noise. It's yeah. It's 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 uh it's a uh, uh, a clash of notes and yeah and what you're trying to do, what musicians do is they apply their intelligence to make to make to make sense from the mess yes in the world that's what we should be trying to do too trying to find a way to make some sense from the mess instead we talk too many not all of us but too many of us talk to people that think like us because there's camaraderie and familiarity but that's it's at the expense of people that don't think like you and you don't learn anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that I tell my friends that don't think like me all the time, the country's not divided because we don't think alike. We're divided because we don't respect each other when we don't think alike.
1: Okay. So, so let me jump in there because mm-hmm. again, we're at a concept now and that's a problem because okay. the concept is um, is respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to have respect. Pfft. All right. How? How do we have respect? Because people get embedded in their tribe. They get embedded in being right. They can't listen. You know, um, I believe the answer. I'll tell you my answer and then you can go. I believe mm-hmm. the answer is very simple. It's the name of the show. We need to, you can't have respect without first having curiosity. So until you become curious about the other person, but even then, okay, how? Tell me how you. Th- how do we get to that place? Because even if we all listen and go, oh, you know what, uh, Joseph is absolutely right. We've got
0: our respect. Okay, how? Okay, here we are. So, again, a music analogy. If yes. I'm good at playing, if I'm if I'm good at playing music, Sam good at playing jazz. <laughs> but I'm in front of a crowd that's not a, that's not a jazz audience, right? For my music to connect with them, I have to understand my audience some, so I can play to them. So right. if I'm talking to somebody that I know doesn't think like me, rather than going to the thing that we don't agree on, right. uh, say we're talking politics. I'll start yeah. with, I can tell by your passion that you love the country as much as I do. You love the country and I love the country, then we're not enemies. We just think differently. You didn't vote for the last president because you thought, I'll make his point first, his or her. Right. You thought they weren't a good ber- a bit a good business person. You didn't uh think they were smart. You thought they were weak, right? This president, you knew he wasn't perfect. You know, you didn't you didn't think he was Jesus Christ, but you were willing to roll the dice on somebody that was a business person could get this country back on track. I understand that, Mm. but here's my concerns. We have a better chance of moving forward. There's never a guarantee that you're gonna move forward. But even if we don't move forward, that person knows that I haven't made him an enemy. I'm not calling him a racist. I'm not calling him any of those names. Uh, A lot of times I will also appeal appeal to better angels that they don't always have. Like I have a friend I have a friend on Facebook that uh we don't think of like at all, but we are friends, yes, but I'll tell him like I remember one time on Facebook he said African Americans, if you don't like the way things are being done in this country, you're free to leave, and then he somehow he even we wove uh South Africa in there somewhere, so as a black guy, you know what I mean, I had a right to like. Do the angry black guy thing, you know? Sure. And I'm a, I'm sort of a student of history, so I could have like undressed him with historical context. Sure. But it wouldn't, we wouldn't have our, our, we wouldn't have moved better. We wouldn't have moved forward in any kind of constructive way. No. So instead, I tried to put my uh, words into practice. I won't call his name. I said, I said blank. <laughs> I know you're not a racist because I know you, I know you, I know you personally. Yes. But for those who are racist, you just made it easier for them. Right. Mm. And and for somebody who's not a racist, you shouldn't make it easier for racists. Certainly, certainly you're not telling me that you want me to go back to Africa because I'm trying to create a more perfect union. Certainly you're not saying that to me. I know you're not saying that to me but people who are racist don't know it. And then, you know, again, I like talking to you because I know that you'll hear me and I'll listen to you too, but what you just said didn't help. Mm. And that had a much better impact than if I'd have undressed him. So weeks later, months later, I don't remember. He comes to my page, Facebook page and says, Joseph, I like talking to you, man, because I know we don't think alike But I know that if if I have something to say, you'll listen to me and you'll give me a chance. And he would have never said that to me had I not said that to him first. And that's how we do it. And the reason I also do it is because I keep having people coming back to me, uh, telling me what they learned from the conversation, what they liked about the conversation, uh, giving me compliments on not taking the bait and trying to always be constructive. And that's what it takes the reason we respect the other person is not so much to get them to think like us, but to give in the same way uh, that rhythm makes things that are unlike puts them in a relationship that gives them purpose that works for the both of them. The same thing with people that don't think alike. When people see you respect that other person and see that there's a way to go forward with people that think differently, sometimes people need to be led by example. And, and what works in our favor is coming together feels good. Being, yes. respected, being respected feels good. Yes. Being, told, being made to feel like you're a good person feels good. So yes. those are those are my tools. Those right. are the tools that I work with because no matter if you think I'm a racist, whatever it is, when I make you feel like you're a good person, I know you're gonna like it. Well, and the a-
1: the interesting thing about it, in the simplest level, is that human beings, and this is psychology, every human being, uh, whether black, white, rich, poor, doesn't make any difference. A purple striped, it doesn't makes no difference at all. Every human being needs to feel heard, seen, and understood. Doesn't right. matter who you are. That's and right. so, if you if you come at back at somebody. And if your argument lets them know you didn't really hear them, that they feel they don't matter, uh, that um, they're not important, they are going to be resistant to you. You can have the best argument in the world, the best argument, but if people don't feel like you hear them, they will just shut down, and they will turn you into an enemy, not because they want to, but because that's actually a trigger mechanism psychologically inside of human beings. So mm-hmm. I love what you're you're doing there, Joseph, and I, and I think it's a really great lesson for all of us, which is instead of, you know, I, I always people like, well, P, you know, education raises everybody up. Well, I don't know that it does. I actually don't know if I agree with that. In the broad spectrum, I think it works in this in the in a specific spectrum, but in a broad spectrum, I don't think it does because I think a lot of times it makes people feel stupid, right? So I don't want to educate you and make you feel daft. I want right. to engage you. I want to find out from you and look right. for that common ground. And I love that you've done that in that conversation. You just demonstrated is that you engage the common ground first right. and then make
0: the point of the other person right. before you even say anything if you don't if you don't understand that the common ground is the most important thing not the thing that you disagree on that's on the outside of it right the most important thing is that there's common ground but a teach teaching is only as good as the teacher yes like it's only as good as the teacher it's like if you you, you can learn music theory You can learn music theory, but uh, somebody, I forget who it was, just did a really good thing on the racism of music theory. You're basically learning that, you know, Europeans and Germans are the superior musicians, right? That's essentially what they're teaching you with music theory. Like they were saying in in Africa, they don't, in their music, they don't even call it music unless you can dance to it. So there's lots of music (laughs) I'm listening to that wouldn't even necessarily be considered music. My point is, my point is, anytime what we're, what we're trying to do is getting people, what music does that we're trying to do when we don't listen to music mm-hmm. is trying to get people to recognize their common ground, to recognize that yes. there's common ground. And too many of us recognize differences. Differences are easier to see, differences yell at you, right? Yeah, like Glaring. You know, uh, uh, oh. Lock her up black lives mm-hmm. matter black lives. it yells at you but um camaraderie doesn't mm-hmm. uh, togetherness doesn't yell at you but when you feel it you want more of it yes when you feel it you want more of it and that's why that's why people uh people like music so i remember when uh when uh jacob blake right jacob blake is uh was the guy in wisconsin uh, that got shot in the back seven times because they thought he had a knife yeah and then in the same in the what the day later was the juvenile kid with the long rifle who actually shot three people and killed two of them shot the arm off of the one that he didn't kill right and he was trying he was trying to get arrested this white kid still wearing yep. the murder weapon is trying to get arrested walking past the police responding to shots fired he gets in the car with his mom and drives home and sleeps in his own bed Mm -hmm. meanwhile this black guy who they think might have a knife he may have a knife get seven bullets in his back and um i i uh wrote a poem about it on my facebook page that of course people not of course but people jumped in some people really liked it and some people you know, went all the way down Jacob Blake's, you know, crime history. Yes. And uh, so I wrote, I wrote a song about it instead and people received it a lot better, you know, uh, yes. man with bullets in his back, it should not to happen. It's not his fault. It happened. How can you ever blame a man with bullets in his back? It's easier for a person to feel, then that man should have never got bullets in his back yeah you know this white kid shoots three kills two blah 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 blah, blah and his spot is shot in that right that's this is easier to accept it's not a guarantee it's going to work no it's just a, t- a man with bullets in his back it should not happen and that is essentially my plan for the future music respecting people and getting people to recognize that because we disagree, I I always, I try to end it oftentimes by by going, if you're driving down the road and you see me like with engine trouble on the side of the road, hopefully you're not gonna drive past me because we didn't vote for the same person. (laughs) Like hopefully like me voting for Biden will not stop you from helping me. And if you do help me after this conversation, then despite, what you think about the election and what I think we're a little bit better. Sure. Yeah. the country, You know, the, world the, you,
1: you, what you're saying here, I think is, is vitally important because um, I wrote a piece about the, I was, I was writing it for families of wealth and writing it for um, organizations and advisory and how to build an advisory board and what an advisory board needs to have in it. And I talked about the usual, you know, uh, uh, diversity and all those kinds of things that I said. But here's what you really need in the group that are left out every single time. Um, And maybe you're doing a bit better with putting women in, but you need to have women in. And Mm. and I said, the reason is because women are mothers. Women whisper into the ears of their children, and their children will grow up to have a different mentality because of that. That's number one. But I said the other group you never include in your group, and if you do, they're hiding. You didn't include them on purpose. They snuck in. Are artists, and I said, and and when I say artists, I want to be clear. I'm talking about painters, sculptors, musicians, comedians, poets, everything you would put into that soft world of art. And the reason you need to have them on your advisory board is because they speak a truth that other people can't speak. There are things said in a song that you would never say out loud. There are people who come out as gay because of a song. Right. There are people who, who see politics completely or religion completely differently because of comedy. There are people who change their perspective on the world because of a painting or a sculptor. There are people who, who are frozen emotionally, who are break into tears because of a movie that was made or a play that they saw. And it's artists that give us permission to connect to a deeper emotional place that gets us out of our head, gets us out of that need to be right or wrong. So when I come out and say, you know, it's outrageous that a black man was shot in the back seven times because he looked like he was having a knife, it looked like he had a knife, while a white guy walks around with his hands in the air to the police force with a gun strapped across his body and nobody even arrests him, that's different. And I get it, I mean, I understand that, being upset about it, totally but can the other person hear me if I'm shouting? That's a very right. interesting question. Can you hear me if I'm shouting? So I'm a speaker. That's my trade. And mm-hmm. one of, I teach people to speak. And one of the things I say is, you are. I train them, and I say, you are going to get a place where you're going to be, at some point, you're going to be invited to speak, and you're going to be invited to speak, and it's a dinner. It's some fundraising thing, and you're the you're the you're the uh, dinner speaker. So people are going to get their dinner. They've got their dinner. There's dishes clanging, and maybe you're the after dinner speaker. But there's still some people talking, and they're they're bringing dessert and pouring coffee. That you don't have their attention, and I said yeah. it will drive you insane if you let it. And I know because I've been there. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go mental here. But this happened one night, and my wife was with me when we were first dating, and she said, I don't know how you managed to keep your shit together because they were so disrespectful and so noisy and chit-chatting. And I said, did you notice when they changed? And she said, I did notice they changed, but I I don't know what it was. I said, I do. She goes, what was it? I said, well, I got frustrated with them. And I got louder. It didn't change anything. So then I started speaking in whispers. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they all turned. They noticed the noise had changed. And that's the key. We can't hear people when they shout. Because it brings up cortisol levels in the brain. It brings up the fight, flight, fear place in us. But if we get quiet, oh, there's no threat. And there's something about music that allows us to get quiet, even with even with Rob Zombie. There's something mm-hmm. within us that allows us to get quiet and listen to something we hadn't heard before. And I yeah. love that. That's what you're doing with this, with the music. That's what. You, that, mm-hmm. And I want to just be. Uh, we're we're coming to the end of this section. Um, because in the next section I want to talk about your song which is the t-shirt, the I Matter which is about all the sure. all I want to talk about that song what inspired that song and of course I want to talk about the, the movement you've started and the, the money you're raising to, to help people in all this because you're using music to do exactly that to make that contribution try, to bridge try. that gap and to get people to listen so mm-hmm. we're going to come back in for another part of this fabulous, delicious episode of Curiosity Bites with my fabulous guest, uh, uh, Joseph Wooten. And we're going to be talking about the rhythm of respect and the music that comes from that. So please stay with us. Stay tuned. Remember, if you want to join in this conversation, you can go over to Facebook and join in our group there, the Curiosity Bites group on Facebook. You can find out more about it. You can check us out on there too. And listen. If you just sort of stumbled into this episode or even this show or, or, or the, the actual show, Curiosity Bites, do me a favor. We need your help. I think that what we talk about on these shows, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that what we talk about on these shows is very important. As you can see, if you go into the menu and you look at all the different guests, there's quantum physics, there's philosophers, there's musicians like our wonderful guest today. There are artists, there are innovators, there are deep thinkers. There are people telling you the most vulnerable and open stories. This is a way for us to bring humanity together by being in a deeper level of curiosity. And I really want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You know, it's important. We bring you these amazing guests to really enrich your life. So please don't hoard. Get out there. Share this message with everybody share the show with everyone rate review subscribe to the show and share it with everybody you know we really appreciate that when you do those things thank you so much and we'll be back in part three of my wonderful 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 interview or conversation really with joseph wooten who is the man with his hands on the rhythm of respect till next time or till the next show stay curious my friends stay curious